Greetings to you all. I'm thankful to God to be a part of you after a long week, a week of waiting to be a part of you. And now, finally, yesterday I was able to join to be a part of you. And it's a great blessing for such an opportunity. I'm pleased to be a part of you and share the grace of God in our lives uh, in Kakamega as you have continued to pray with us and for us. And as our brother Andrew has just mentioned, we enjoy the great blessings and fellowship of the Lord amidst you. So may the Lord bless you so much. Uh, my names are Pastor Patrice Akali. I minister the fellowship in Kakamega, Glory Bible Church Fellowship in Kakamega. I'm married uh, to Gladys and we are blessed with two boys, Bernard and Gaius. And they too send greetings. Do you receive that? You know, I, I, in Kenya, when somebody sends greetings, people will say, yes, but you just look at me and... And uh, so there's a bit of excitement in Kenya when you send greetings and things like that, and people send greetings. And in fact, it's interesting because in our own native language, when you say hello to people, you, the greetings, as he said, is mulembevosi, and that is peace to you all, and you respond peace. If you don't greet somebody with that greeting, there is a trouble where he's coming from. He let you fall into that trouble. So you have to say peace to whoever you meet. They say peace to you, and you say peace. If there's no peace, they say peace, but this will happen. Nevertheless, because of time, i like us to turn to the book of Luke chapter 5 and verse 12 through 15, where we are going to dwell in the next few minutes. We'll have much to say and share. Perhaps we'll be sharing in the course of the week as the Lord blesses us. But I can assure you that we are very pleased. We are happy to be a part of you and much more for the blessings that we enjoy through the fellowship of brethren here. Now, chapter 5 of Luke, verse 12 through verse number 15 If you are there, I'll be glad to read. And uh, as I read this, I've been looking at, perhaps watching, um, following your, your messages here, Sunday services, evening services, and uh, it's now glad, I'm glad and happy to stand in a place where Reverend Harry stands all the time to preach. He's a great mentor to me and a friend, and uh, you know, sometimes I might say so many things that he even don't know that we are friends. Do you know that? You can say so-and-so is friend to me, but he doesn't know that you are friends. But indeed, he is a friend to me, and I'm glad to step here and to share from this pulpit. Verse number 12, the Bible says, And it came to pass, when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus fell on his face, and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And he put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. And he charged him to tell no man, but go and show thyself to the priest and offer for thy cleansing, according as Moses commanded 
for our testimony unto for a testimony unto them. Now the entire book of Luke, wherever you read it, uh, by and large you'll find that uh, Luke uh, perhaps declares the authority of Christ over demonic forces and over the nature and much more in this passage of scripture, this portion, three verses, we see the authority of Christ over diseases. And one that is mentioned here is leprosy. And so leprosy was a very dangerous disease in those days. And so it will be even in our days because it rendered somebody physically afflicted. Uh, leprosy was a dangerous disease and not only physically afflicted, but it had its, its own uh, spiritual ramifications on the life of this person. And it also followed down to the family of the leper. Leprosy in the Bible, dear friends, is used to show or to demonstrate a picture of sin to some extent, especially a sin that has a defiling effect and damning effect to a life of a, a man. So people are to watch and to examine themselves regarding their physical condition and we as the people of God here today we are instructed to examine ourselves and be sure of our spiritual condition if need be dear friends we must run to the great physician the moment we realize of our condition the Lord Jesus Christ calls us to himself who continually heals us and cleanses us from all sins it is the duty of you Christians who are here. I do not presume that all of you truly are believers, but I believe they are Christians and it's your duty to examine yourselves regarding your condition. Examine yourself and know whether you are in the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 5, the Bible says, Examine yourselves whether you be in faith, prove your own selves, knowing not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you except you be reprobates and two Peter 1.10 also calls us to give diligence to make our calling and election sure so it calls you to think and to examine yourself deep inside yourself and ask yourself if the trumpet was to sound today will I be among the number of all those who join the Lord and rejoice in being a part of him. Now, in Luke chapter 5, we pray and I pray that the Lord is going to bless us as we bring healing, uh, will bless us and bring healing where our spiritual corruption or leprosy is going to be uncovered. So, first of all, let us look at the extent of corruption in the life of this man in Luke chapter 5, the extent of corruption in 12, 5 verse 12a, the Bible says, And it came to pass, when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy. That's the description that is given. This was a man full of leprosy. It's a, a sad condition of this man. That he was known to be full of leprosy. And even the writer, and you know, Luke was a physician, and so he was precise in his prescriptions. 
And this is now the description of the physician. He was a man full of leprosy. Such skin diseases like skin cancer, smallpox, and boils were all leprosy proper. And all leprosy proper, all these were kinds of description of what leprosy will be in those days. Once you are caught by this disease, you'll be rendered permanently unclean in the eyes of all the worshippers. You are to be set aside from the community and from the family. So this man who was rendered to be man full of leprosy was separated and he was without hope in this society because of his condition. He was physically set apart from the people of God having to live in the place where other lepers lived. Now you see what sin is doing in the life of this man. He's pushing this man farther back, far away from the people of God because of his condition, full of what he was indeed. So at the first sign of skin rush in any one person, a person knew precisely the steps to be taken. The Bible speaks in much detail concerning this in the book of Leviticus chapter 13 and chapter 14. The individual who suspected that he must be having this disease was to go to the priest to be examined. So the moment you discovered any signs of leprosy, like chicken or smallpox or whatever, you dash to the priest to be examined. And the priest will diagnose your condition by the look of things. If the man's condition was not fully discernible, then the priest will prescribe temporary quarantine measures for this man, at least seven days quarantine, and after which he'll come back again to examine your condition and to see how you are doing. Now, one, there was no longer doubt that this man truly was suffering from leprosy. He was pronounced, the judgment will be pronounced, and steps were taken, and now... Because of your condition, you will be permanently beset or set aside from the community. But the most severe and feared consequences was to be cut off from the people of God. You couldn't worship. And that's what sin does to us. You won't worship God with your sin. And Lepa was refused entrance into the temple and was cut off from the covenant and all the hope for salvation. He refused entrance into any place of worship. His experience was only but alienation, shame, isolation, and hopelessness. What sin does to us? Exactly. A hopeless person when without Christ. And Christ says, without me you can do nothing. So indeed, you couldn't do nothing. So this man was to tear his clothes as he walked away after the judgment is pronounced. He will tear his clothes, cover his face, and walk about pronouncing the word unclean, unclean, unclean with all the pain in his heart. He will declare his condition. In this way, this man was truly acknowledging his condition that in he was a dead man already. He was a dead moving. One who would defile all others who will come in conduct with him. And sin does that. Yes. Being a father here and continuing in sin, you 
declare you cause problems in your own home, being a mother of not converted because you're running away from being, for being looked after, being cared for your soul, you're still causing a serious problem to your own home. You need to be checked, you need to be examined, and you need to examine yourself because you cause spread of this serious disease. Now friends, can you all see the similarities of the effects of leprosy in ancient Israel and the effects of unchecked sin in your life? Can you sin separates and alienates, have you said? It breaks fellowship among men. It separates families and friends. Sin affects one's entire person, not a part of this person. A person living in sin will generally generate and separate himself from the people of God because there is leprosy that is eating this person in our day. And this leprosy perhaps is a, a comfort zone leprosy. Sin that tears you away from God. This person sees that he is full of leprosy and therefore different from others. He does not like other, other people's company. He does not see himself numbered among them. He won't come for fellowship. He won't come for prayer meetings. He will be pushed for a service, to come for a service, to praise and to worship the Holy One of God. It is serious. That's what sin does in your life. It sets your path, pushes you far away. On such a wonderful Lord's Day, you still don't want to meet brethren because you'll be asked questions. Leprosy typically reveals both the nature and spiritual consequences of sin. It describes one who is spiritually dead and is separated from God and so is under the wrath of God, one who is without hope. And without God in the world. Every one of us was born in this condition in one way or the other. And we would have remained in this condition if it was not one by one we were healed of this condition by our risen Lord and Savior. All of us here were full of leprosy. But Christ is doing something, He has done something. And we believe he can do to any one of you here who's not born of, again, who's not born of God, was not declared. If you shall seek him with all your heart, he will be found of you. Dear friends in the Lord, this time, I pray that you will all know that outside of Christ there is no hope. You might be enjoying life and say, after all, I have a good job, I earn good money. But it doesn't give you any hope. Life without the Lord Jesus Christ, life out of Christ, outside of Christ is hopeless. We are all, as this leper, separated from God and all hope of salvation. We need the grace of God in our lives. The book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12 and 13 reminds us of these precious words that at that time ye were without Christ. At that time, which time before your conversion, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants 
of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. We were all at one time spiritually, as this man was physically, we were as deceased lepers in need of healing and cleansing from sin. Now notice Luke's description again that he was full of leprosy. He was in the advanced stages of disease as some come to be in the advanced stages of their sin. This man needed the help of God so he came to Jesus in all of his uncleanness. And said, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. He came to Christ. Now, friends, remember this truth in Proverbs chapter 28 and verse number 13, that he that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. That's the serious truth. When sin is ignored in any one person's life, it always spreads. At the slightest sign of corruption, like the leprous man who sends any sign, deal with sin. Sin does not remain in a stable condition. You not say, I'm just hiding the small thing or issue in my life. This one, I can maintain it. Remember, sin spreads like leprosy. Those private secret sins will one day spread to be to cover the whole of you. Dear friends, think carefully. Deal with sin. Sin does not remain in that condition. It spreads. Here was one man who was full of leprosy. Perhaps he did not know until it came a time when everybody will discover. He knew his condition this man, and he wanted healing, and it drove him the one who could bring it to him. He must run to the Lord Jesus Christ every time at the slightest appearance of sin in our lives. Now, friends, see another thing about this man. Let us look at the great faith in this man who was full of leprosy. Look at that. He was hopeless and he did something very precious. In verse 12, part B, the Bible says, Who seeing Jesus? The Bible first says, This man was full of leprosy. And then the second part, Who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. This man was not only full of leprosy, but he also had great faith. He believed in Christ's authority over illness. See what he said, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. He knew that no one could cleanse him of his disease but Jesus. He alone could heal this condition. No matter how long you keep your sin, it will not wear down with time. 
The pro greatest problem that exists in our bringing people to Christ is that they do not see their condition as bad as it really is. We hardly see the truth. There is compromise when it comes to dealing with sin. Some of us feel because we are but human, we should not be blamed for our sins. Of course, you are not angels anyway. You say, remember God has done everything possible for man to believe on him. And so the Bible says you are without excuse. Only Jesus has power to deliver us from sin. So this man came to him, knowing that only Jesus could heal him. Have you come to Christ for healing? Have you prayed that the beloved one of the Lord will take the gospel message to the perishing world? Could you be seated here and your leprosy is spreading slowly by slowly? And because the priest has not thoroughly examined you, it's eating you and you are spreading among brethren slowly by slowly? Let each one of you examine yourselves. Be sure of the certainty of God's promises. He that cometh to me, I'll know I cast out. And truly, this man believed that Jesus alone could heal him. He believed in Christ's sovereign authority to show or to withhold mercy. Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. When we speak of free grace or the sovereign grace of the Lord, we are referring to the freedom of God to grant or to withhold a blessing. Among the many people sickly, widowed, or in great danger, God shows his sovereign grace to heal some, provide for some, and deliver some. Not all. People do not like sovereign grace because it does not always give them what they want. But the sovereign grace of God will be that you go through a difficult situation to the very end and His grace is sufficient. Now friends, think of this matters and ask yourself, am I a child of God? When People did not like when Jesus Christ preached his disgrace in his own home synagogue. They did not like it when he preached it in this passage either. First we read of their reaction to him, to his claim to being the only way of salvation. In verse 37 of the same, the Jews then murmured at him. When he talked about sovereign grace, they murmured at him. Because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. But then he responded to them, Father, do not murmur among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father sent me, draw him. Who sent me, draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. 
Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Though that's what Christ responded to them. This leprous man knew he had no claims upon God. Do you think you have claims upon God? He knew that if Jesus was to heal him, Jesus must be willing to do so. And this man was humble. He knew he had no right to receive what he desired from the Lord. So he said, if indeed you are willing, you can make me clean. And this is the attitude, this attitude is the foundation of all true godliness. Seeking the will of God. A leper like a sinner defiles all that, all other that he touches as far as God is concerned. But God is to be praised. He is full of mercy. So he went to Jesus to beg him for mercy. Now, what happened? Let's see Christ's authority over sickness as seen in verse number 13. In verse number 13, the Bible says, And he put forth his hand. Look at that. Leprous was infectious. But Christ goes there and see what we are told in verse 13. Why is Christ not afraid of this condition? And he put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. Don't you think that Christ is God? Powerfully, the Bible says, immediately, this man approached him and said, if thou wilt. We don't approach God or Christ boasting that we are able and we can do. We know that we deserve the least of his mercies. But Christ is always willing to receive. Dear friends, any of you who's here, and you're not born of God, you're not born again, don't feel quite comfortable because your leprosy is spreading slowly by slowly and it's going to eat you up. It will eat into your spouse and into your children. By the time you discover, it will be too late. We have a friend with Pastor Andrew back in Kenya who all the time he speaks to us, he refers back to his former life and said, it's me who killed my own family. I've destroyed my family. Pray for me that the Lord will be pleased to restore my family back onto the truck. But what did he used to do? He always sent his wife and children to church, but he never went himself. And the children knew that going to church then is a push. It's no better reason, but if we do not go, it will be tough in us. So in this verse, we see our Lord's compassion and mercy. Jesus first touched him. While he was a leper, he touched him. Jesus does not receive you after you clean yourself up. Don't go and clean yourself and come to Christ and say, Now I am acceptable in thy sight. Christ did not say, will you please get better and then you'll come to me and we'll talk. Christ does not do that. Remember the book of Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as a scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. 
Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. A sinner has no power over their sin to cleanse themselves. Once you corrupt yourself with sin, you cannot undo it. The spots of sin will stick on you. It's only the Lord alone who does that moving of that. You must run to him. There's no any other way of being cleansed from your sins. You cannot buy a nice soap to wash yourself of your sin. You cannot do anything better. You cannot turn yourself into a new leaf and say, I'm born again. You must be born of God. The Lord Jesus Christ welcomes people to him who own up their own sin and cry unclean, unclean, unclean. Blessed are they that mourn for their sins, who mourn for they shall be comforted. Indeed, you mourn because of your hopelessness, because of your sin. Who shall deliver me from this bondage of sin? The Lord says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Why are you walking in sin when God is calling you to rest? Who in this life doesn't want some rest at some point? The danger of sin is that you have to labor for it every day. You have to hide it from people all the time. And you know it's growing and it's spreading. You can't hide it any longer. The time when you'll want comfort, it will not explode. Sin is serious. Sin is serious. You must own your sin. When you come to the Lord Jesus Christ as a sinner, he'll wash you clean immediately. He'll declare you just as if you have not sinned. You cannot wash yourself. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. Proverbs 30 verse 12. Here we see our Lord's sovereign omnipotence declared, I will be thou clean. He doesn't say, let me go and consider, let me think about it. If thou wilt, I will. And the scripture is full of, now behold, now is the day of salvation. God is God of now. Have you thought about it? And those of you who are born again, who are believers, never give up on praying for those who are walking away from God, who are walking and living in their sin because at some point you'll smile. The Lord will declare that at some point and call these people. So by these acts, our Lord made all things new for this man. And this man knew the Lord has done it. There's nobody who's born again and they do not know. It is dangerous for you to be in the church and you keep on not being sure of your salvation. The Bible is full of scriptures telling us, be sure that you're born again. You're a child of God. So think carefully. 
God can save a sinner in a moment. He can break the power of sin now in your life. And of you who have walked in here enslaved to sin and the devil, guilt of your own past sins, the Lord can cleanse you there and then. Perhaps you walked in just to say because I feel bored, I need just to sit with people somewhere. If you truly acknowledge and own your sins and say, indeed, I'm unclean, Lord, will you accept me? He says, come. Immediately, he'll do it for you. He want to assure you that you can walk out of here as a free man if you only come to Jesus in faith like this man. You came in full of leprosy, you walk out as saints, forgiven. The Lord will immediately deliver you from the power of your sin, be they public or private sin. God in Christ not only forgives sin, he also changes lives of men. He cleanses any and all who truly come to him. Will you come to Jesus now? Can the leprosy of sin be purged from you today? Verse 14, And he chided him to tell no man, but go and show thyself to the priest and offer thy cleansing according as Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But so much the more when there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed of him of their infirmities. So, I leave this to you to examine yourselves. And I leave this to you to pray for those brothers and sisters and parents who are not born again, never giving up because the immediately of God can be now. And the life will be changed. So I pray that may our Lord glorify himself in our days through his mercy and grace that he shows to us and that we may be a witness before others of his great power to cleanse from all unrighteousness. May the Lord bless all of you. Thank you.